Amen. You may be seated. Merry Christmas. Good to see you. Welcome home. We are glad you're here. Did you know that you are loved today? You are. Some people don't hear that very often, that that they're loved. You are loved. You're loved by God. You're loved by us. And that's what this whole season is about, as, as Brooke just eloquently put. It's about God's love for us, that he came to earth so that we could say Merry Christmas. Really, the reality is this morning, honestly, things may not even be that merry in your life right now. Probably for most of us, there's something in our life that would make us say it's not very merry. And yet, despite those things, because Jesus came and paved the way for us to have a relationship with him, we can say Merry Christmas and have merry, right? Have the happiness and joy that God brings on the inside because Jesus came. Amen. So Merry Christmas. We want to welcome you today. I want to welcome those that are watching online and welcome visitors today and welcome those maybe that are just visiting family today. We are so glad that you're here this morning. We have been talking about uh, a prophecy that took place 700 years before Jesus was born. Um, and basically during this prophecy, scripture says that the government would be on Jesus's shoulders when he came to earth, that everything in life would be on his shoulders shoulders and not our shoulders. That's what Brooke was explaining when she was talking about this peace that didn't come from her strength, that didn't come from her shoulders. It came from Jesus. And during that, he, Isaiah also said that he will be called Wonderful Counselor, which is what we talked about the first week, and Mighty God, and last week, Everlasting Father, and today, Prince of Peace. Can you say that with me? Prince of of peace. So this morning, we're going to talk about a peace that is more than just kind of a peace that maybe we think of. We're, we're talking today about the fact that Jesus came so that we could have peace on the inside, despite how difficult life can be on the outside. Think about that. Jesus came so that we can have peace on the inside, despite how difficult life can be on the outside. And so this morning, when we think about peace, we really need a working definition of peace. You know, when we think of peace, a lot of things might come to mind. For me, uh, my wife and I's anniversary was this last week, and we went away from the kids for the weekend. My in-laws watched our kids. And so for two days, we had peace, meaning we didn't have to answer questions. We didn't have to, you know, deal with their chaos and deal with them. And we just got away and went to a bed and breakfast and we had peace because there was no turmoil. There was no, you know, little feet running around. I mean, we're grateful for our kids, but it was nice just to have retreat. But the peace that I'm talking about today is not a peace that, that we get maybe when our kids go to school and we're in the quietness of our house or we drop them off at school and we're in the car or, you know, there's no arguing going on peace, that kind of thing. The peace that Jesus came for is a peace that it's the, the absence of turmoil, you know, is not there. It's, it's a peace that's the presence of God. Peace is not the absence of turmoil. Peace is the presence of God. So when we think about peace today, I'm not talking about a retreat away from chaos. I'm not talking about a peace that we get because everything is perfect, right? Everybody that you want to be here for Christmas is here so, so you can have peace. That's not what I'm talking about. 
I'm not talking about peace that happens because you had enough money to buy everybody everything for Christmas. I'm not talking about peace because you have the job that you want or your marriage is perfect or any of those things. I'm not stupid. I know that in here today, there's a lot of people that there's not peace in your life. But the peace that Jesus offers is not the absence of turmoil. It's simply the presence of God. And because peace is the presence of God, we can say Merry Christmas no matter what is going on in our life. Amen? Amen. In fact, Jesus said, I'm leaving you with a gift. Peace of mind and heart. And the peace that I give, it's a gift that the world cannot give. So don't be troubled or afraid. I love that verse. I love that scripture. Jesus came to earth to be the peace offering between man and God. So eventually, after his resurrection, we could have peace on the inside. A peace that is not dependent on external circumstances. A peace that goes beyond all understanding. A peace that guards our hearts and our minds. In fact, we see in Scripture many times when when God would appear through an angel to people, He would start with, don't be afraid or troubled. And we see those words today as well. In the midst of whatever's going on in your life, if you have a relationship with Jesus Christ, or even if you don't today, you can have a relationship with Jesus and not be troubled And not be afraid, because Jesus is the prince of peace. The government is on his shoulders. I drive a school bus for the school district, and there's this uh, sweet little boy who has this music instrument that weighs more than he does. It's actually just about as big as he is, and and throughout the course of the school year so far, you know, he's starting to get to where he can wrestle that goofy instrument on the bus. But at the beginning of the year, I mean, he couldn't even pull the thing up on the bus. And so as, you know, I would pick him up every day, I would just begin to tell him, look, if you can just get the handle to me, I can pull it all the way up. So now he lets all the other kids get on the bus and he'll have the handle and he'll pull that thing up to the doorway of the bus. He'll take one step up and use all his might, pull that up, move out of the way, and I'll grab the handle, and I'll pull it all the way up, and so I'll put it on the bus. His shoulders are not strong enough to pull that music instrument on the bus. But I can do it. And folks, in our lives, Jesus came because there's some situations that we're just not strong enough for. That we can't find peace. That we can't find the courage to start over. That we can't find enough strength to get through, right? Jesus said, don't worry about it. The government is on my shoulders by giving us the gift of peace. So this morning, I thought it might be kind of to fun today as we think about Jesus and, and Him coming as a baby to represent our, 
uh, to represent love and grace and mercy and today peace. And, you know, right now during the holidays, we're ordering a lot of different things. And sometimes when you order something on Amazon or somewhere else, you track it. You can see, you know, how, where it's at and when it's going to be delivered to you. So today I thought it might be kind of fun for a couple of minutes for us to track peace, how we can come to have peace and, and how it came to be. So just for fun today, here's how if we're going to track peace, here's the steps or, or the ways that it's delivered to us, okay? God ordered it. Mary delivered it. Jesus paid for it. The Holy Spirit supplies it. Say it with me. God ordered it. Mary delivered it. Jesus paid for it. The Holy Spirit supplies us, supplies it. So when we think of peace today, the peace that's in our hearts, we have to understand, first of all, God ordered peace. It was something that, that the Lord ordered. He, he realized that there was not going to be peace between us and God because of our sin. We know that we serve a holy God, a God that, that is blameless and holy, and we just weren't cutting it. We were not, we were not, you know, living the life that God calls us to live. And so it created a relationship gap between us and God. And so Paul, when he writes to Galatians, his letter said, when the right time came, God ordered it by sending his son, born of a woman, subject to the law. And God sent him for a purpose, to buy freedom for us. God ordered peace to buy freedom from us, for us, to, be, to have freedom over addiction, so that we could have freedom over guilt and worry and anxiety, so that we could have freedom from thinking that we're not good enough, so that we could have freedom over our sin, because we were slaves to the law, Scripture says. And as a result of that, we could be adopted as God's very own children. God ordered peace. And then, of course, Mary delivered Jesus. Mary delivered our peace. We, we, You know, when you think about who God would have picked to carry the Savior of the world, I would never have thought that he would have picked a a teenage girl, you know, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16 years old, however old Mary was. And yet God was always demonstrating who he was through the less than. And Mary delivered. In fact, the time came for Mary's baby to be born, and she gave birth to her first child, a son. Mary, this teenage girl who wasn't qualified. Sometimes we don't feel qualified to deliver the message of Jesus. I can't tell you how many times I think, God, you've called me to deliver the word of God. Kyle, with all his flaws and ADD and just not... I don't think of myself as somebody who could do that. God, you, you called me. God, you picked Peter. I mean, Peter to deliver the message. Peter's the one who turned his back on you. Peter's the one when the chips were down, wasn't there for you. And yet God chooses to deliver his message through us and deliver the Son of God to us through Mary. And then we know, of course, that Jesus is the one who paid for our peace. Scripture says, but he was pierced for our rebellion. He was crushed for our what? He was beaten so we could be whole. 
He was whipped. Let's finish it together. So we could be healed. Jesus paid for our peace. He came to be, as I mentioned earlier, the peace offering between God and mankind. God ordered it. Mary delivered it. Jesus paid for it. And after Jesus died and was resurrected, later he sent the Holy Spirit, which would supply our peace. The Holy Spirit, when we invite Jesus into our heart, we have a relationship with him, he supplies our peace. In fact, Paul says in that same little letter to to Galatia, he says, and because we are his children, God has sent the Spirit of his Son. The Spirit of his Son into our hearts, prompting us to call him Abba, Father. So this morning, what does this gift of peace do for us? I mean, before we buy something, hopefully we read, you know, on, online or whatever, what, this, what the features are or what, you know, how it can help us. And this gift of peace, if it's not a retreat, like what I was talking about when my wife and I went away, if it's, if it's you know, usable even during turmoil, what does it do for us? And there's three things it does for us today. And the first is, it steadies us. Peace steadies us. Say that with me. Peace steadies us. My grandpa uh, had Parkinson's disease before he passed away. And, and if you had Parkinson's or you know someone that does, you know that most of the time, not always, but typically their hands will shake like this. And I remember just grandpa, when he would just pray for me or anything, his hands would go from like this to steady. The weirdest thing. And the peace that, that Jesus brought when he came to earth in the midst of the trials and tribulations and things that we all have, the Bible doesn't say if, the Bible says when, that during those turmoils and during those crises, peace steadies us. That's what you were talking about, Brooke, earlier in the midst of caring for your dad. The steadiness that doesn't come from logic. It does, it's a peace that passes all understanding. It steadies us. In fact, Jesus says, the peace that I leave you and the peace that I give you, I do not give to you as the world gives. It's not something that you can even always explain. It steadies us. Peace also sustains us. You say that with me. Peace sustains us. In fact, you remember the, the, the Lord is my shepherd. We, we read it a lot at times at funerals because people are, you know, at a hard time during that time. And, and David says, the Lord is my shepherd and I have all that I need. He lets me rest in green meadows and he leads me beside peaceful streams. It's not up there right now, but even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For your rod and your staff, they comfort me. 
You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. What's David saying? Peace sustains me. God's peace sustains me. Peace also strengthens us. It gives us strength. In fact, David writes, He renews my strength. Folks, today, just because there's so many of us in here this morning, some of us are feeling awful weary and awful weak. Peace is our strength. Jesus is our strength. Merry Christmas is possible because of what Jesus did and what He does in us, despite how difficult things are around us. He guides me along the right path, bringing honor to His name. And even when I walk through the darkest valley, I love this, I will not be afraid. Let's finish it. For you are close. That's worth coming to church for today. God is right beside you. Now, you might not be able to physically see him, but God is with you. He is beside you. Another thing we can know today besides the fact that that it strengthens us and sustains us and steadies us is that peace is something we can take with us wherever we go. It's portable. In fact, today or tomorrow, whenever you got to go to a Christmas dinner, a Christmas gathering, and someone's going to be there that you don't get along with very well, I know that none of you have that, but maybe just in case you do, peace goes with you. It's something the Holy Spirit produces. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. When you're with someone at work that, that frustrates you, when you're at home and you're with people that frustrate you, when you're around other people in your life that can bring you down or, or create turmoil or discord, peace is with you. It's portable. You can take it anywhere. But where can we find this gift of peace? How do we, how do we find it? I mean... I don't know if you've thought about this before. There is a lot of people in search of peace. They don't necessarily make the connection that the peace comes from God, but they want peace. That's why they take painkillers. That's why they try to find it in the end of, you know, at the bottom of a bottle. That's why they like the start of a relationship and they get married, but then things get hard and uh, they're not the right one and they start another one and they start another one. They're looking for some kind of peace. I mean, we're all looking for something. We're all looking for something in our lives and in our hearts and in our minds that would would either dull the pain or it would bring peace to us. But Jesus said, listen, that peace you're looking for, you're not going to find it in the end of a bottle. You're not going to find it in, in some other source or some other situation. Jesus says, I have told you all this so that you may have peace in me. In in me. 
The peace that you seek is not talking to your friend on the phone. It's talking to God who's on the throne. I've told you all this so that you may have peace in me. Here on earth, you will have many trials and sorrows. Well, that's depressing. Chiefs lost last week. Jayhawks lost yesterday. Then there's real trials and sorrows, not just a sporting event. There's real trials and sorrows. But take heart because I have overcome the world. Merry Christmas on the inside. No matter how unmerry, if that's a word, it feels on the outside. Jesus came so that we could have peace on the inside. Despite how difficult life gets on the outside. Some of us carry around burdens all the time. We carry around burdens for our kids, for our adult kids, for our brother or for our sister or a friend or a neighbor. We know someone and it's almost like it's happening to us because it's happening to them. And we carry this around and if we're not careful, we can begin to think that it begins to suck and rob our joy. Jesus came, so despite all those things happening, we can have peace. So receive peace, so you can give peace. Say that with me. Receive peace, so you can give peace. It is really hard to give something that you don't have. I was talking to somebody the other day and they were telling me about something and I was, yeah, I heard that's really good. And, you know, I've not ate there before, but I've heard it's really good. And they finally said, well, have you, have you been there? Do you know for sure? And I'm like, well, no, I haven't. Well, how do you know if it's any good? Well, I heard it is. But then there's the testimony where you see them having peace that steadies them and sustains them and strengthens them. And that begins to testify to those around you. Folks, the way others sometimes get peace is through our peace. You are the peace carriers to the world around you. Jesus, when he was training his disciples for All those years, he was trying to explain to them where peace comes from. And it comes from the kingdom of God. And eventually, Jesus would die for peace. Towards the end of Jesus' life on earth, he was eating with his disciples like he normally did. 
they would always have food and they would they would eat and they would drink and they would talk and they would be together. But this meal was going to be a little bit different. He was going to explain to them why he came to to be peace, why he was he came to earth. He basically was explaining to them that he it was a gift from God. John 3:16 Brooke talked about earlier, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son so that whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. So this morning we thought with taking communion on Christmas instead of having you come and get it like we normally do, we thought it might be good to pass it out today as a reminder of the gift of peace. And so as our ushers come forward at this time when the when the plates are passed just grab the bread and the drink and just hold on to it. And we'll give you instructions in just a minute. Feel free to go ahead and start passing it out when you get it. But folks, as, as you get it, remember that Jesus came to be our peace. Reflect on the fact that He came to give us peace on the inside despite how difficult life can be on the outside he was our gift so they're looking at him and he begins to explain to them that this bread represents our bo- his body that he was going to be broken and beaten and whipped for our healing course they're looking at him and not understanding why someone would say that and they certainly didn't understand what all that meant at some point later in the dinner he takes the wine and he begins to explain to them that this is the a cup it's a new covenant see the old covenant was law the old covenant was an eye for an eye But this new covenant would be a covenant of mercy, would be a covenant of forgiveness, would be a covenant of restoration, would be a covenant of reconciliation, would be a covenant that would seal peace between God and humanity. We see that in John 14, 6, when Jesus says, I am the way and the truth and the life no one comes to the father except through me this morning merry christmas takes place because jesus brought peace between god and us so before we take the peace this gift of peace today I don't know about you, but when I was growing up, my mom would always tell me to wash my hands before I eat. So I'm going to ask you just to bow your head and close your eyes. If you haven't got the elements yet, feel free to take those before you bow your head and close your eyes. But I'm asking you this morning not to wash your hands, but maybe there's a spiritual washing that needs to take place.
maybe before you identify with Christ's suffering and death, His blood that was shed, maybe there's a sin in your life that you need to confess. Maybe this morning you have this wonderful opportunity on Christmas Sunday to receive Christ for the first time. The Bible says that if we confess with our mouth and we believe in our heart that we can be saved. And so this morning before you, you take the peace offering between us and God. Actually, really a symbol of the peace offering. Communion's just a symbol. Maybe before you take that symbol, you'd just like to say, Jesus, I give it all to you. I give you my doubt and my shame and my addiction, my shortcomings. I give you my past. Sometimes our past is long. I'll give you a minute on that one. I give you my past. Tell him what your past is. I give you my present. Simply what that means is that you're going to live your life for God in the present. And I give you my future, which is just simply saying, I want to be what you created me to be. And for those who have a relationship with Jesus, but maybe there's some stuff there, like I said earlier, you could just simply pray, Lord Jesus. I've got off track on a couple of things and here's what they are. But I choose today, Lord, not of feelings, but I make a decision today to put you first. And I trade in all the stuff, the worry, the doubt, all those things. And I receive your peace today. With every head bowed and every eye closed, if you prayed one of those prayers or something like that, would you just slip your hand up real quick? Amen. Amen. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, he took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. So church, take the bread and remember that Christ's body was broken for you. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. I love the verse in there that says, in my blood. In other words, the new covenant is not possible without the blood of Jesus. Amen. 
grace and mercy is not possible without the blood of Jesus. I am the way, the truth, and the life. The new covenant is only possible through the blood of Jesus Christ. So church, this morning, take the cup and drink and remember the new covenant. Let's stand together this morning.